Welcome to the Weekly Exchange. This week on episode 241, we talk about Dominions 5, Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Stellaris, Interspace Genesis, and much more, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekly Exchange. I am your host, Rob, and I'm joined today again by Nate. Hey, Rob. How's it going? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I'm, I'm no complaints. No complaints. So quick question for you. How does it feel to be back with Nate? You know, it's really good. I really just enjoy interacting with the community. There's something about Forex games that has always just really, you know, done it for me. And... Mm. You know, I mean, even when I wasn't doing Exploraminate, I went on to do the the Four Explorer thing because I just can't get away from them. <laughs> I just like them so much. And, you know, Exploraminate feels like home. So I'm glad yeah. to be back. I'm glad to be interacting with you guys and, and just getting back in the swing of things. We're, we're slowly getting me back to where we were before, you know, and I'm starting to kind of, you know, brainstorm some cool ideas. So it's it's just, I'm where, it's where I'm best because I'm a creative person. I enjoy being creative. So I'm I'm enjoying it. Excellent. Well, we're glad to have you back. It's going to take, I think, part of the summer, if not most of the summer, to fully reintegrate everything. But once we're at that point, I hope to have content coming again. Though, I've yeah, I'm not even. I can't even think that far ahead <laughs> at this point. You know, well, you know what? I, I can promise mm-hmm. this. By the time Age of Wonders Planetfall comes out, I, one mm-hmm. of us, somebody, will have a fantastic, huge review, and that'll be like the kickoff for getting back into the things. So that's August. I feel well, like it's two months. You know, it gives, gives us some mm, time, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, just a little under two months from now because I believe it's coming out like August 6th or 9th or something like that. Eventually, once the calendar works, I'll, I'll just look at the work. <laughs> yeah, we still haven't actually referred to an actual calendar. So. Yeah, we. I mean, we have it. It's just, and, and I have I have all kinds of games in there and release dates, but it's just, I cannot sync it up. It's, oh, whatever. Yeah, it'll be something I have to look at. But yeah, so sometime around the time Age of Wonders Planetfall comes out, I have a feeling that we'll be back into this full swing of things. And uh, I know that uh, a few of us within the group are experiencing the game at some level. I can't say too mm-hmm. much more than that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like uh, around that time we'll be back into the swing of things. So stay tuned. But in the yep. meantime, there's so much to talk about the week, first week of June into the second week of June. Tell me. Well, it's me, second week of June into the third week of June. Now. Oh, that's true. Yes. So. Uh, like I said before, I've said many times, Forex is alive and well, so please, sir, tell me about Dominions 5. Okay, so this past, about a week ago, there was an update uh, for Dominions 5 called Update 5.34. And within this update, they have bug fixes, they have uh, performance improvements, they have fe- additional new features for modders, they added some content for uh, the for Man and Pythium, and I'm not going to go over too many of these details for obvious reasons. And if you know the listeners have never heard me talk about Dominions 5, then I will just restate it quickly. 
even though I appreciate the game and I have nothing but respect for these developers, because this is obviously a massive labor of labor of love for them. This is this game is not my cup of tea, and I could never get into it. So when I've tried to, you know, cover the news with all kinds of tidbits here and there, I would constantly get called about it on the notes, and I did not like that. So in the future, when we have a more substantial update, we're going to invite Micah to talk about it. This is a game that he plays. He's um, He wrote the review for it and um, that. But it's cool. It's really cool. I mean, again, honestly, if you if you don't care about graphics, I do. But, <laughs> I was about to say, we, we've know. known you, Nate, so long now that we all know you do. So, And that's fine. Totally. Right. We, yeah, we love you yeah. for it. I mean, I admit it. I don't hide it. I don't behind it i mean there's other fantastic games that i just cannot get into because of the graphical interface or something like that so just the graphics in general but anyways having said that uh it's a nice update um if you want to see what it's about and if you know you don't have it there'll be a link in the notes so definitely click on our show notes which should hopefully will be up so thanks joe for doing this you're awesome and uh check it out for sure. It's a game I want to check out, but I'm like you, I sort of have, an, I, there's a barrier there with the graphics interface. And I know I've heard so many good things about it. And then people say stuff like, you know, like, oh, I want a game like this. And the game sounds so cool. And then people come out and they're like, oh, well, Dominions 5 is like that. And I'm like, oh, why can't I get into this game? So I think I may just, uh, one of those days, you know, that, that, that hypothetical week that I talked about actually uh-huh. being able to play games i might throw uh-huh. that in there somewhere so. yeah here's the here's what i face here's the situation i have i don't have a lot of gaming time when i do get to game like for example this weekend i'll talk about this more at the end of the show but i'm having some a chance to game this weekend and there's all these games that i can play but i'm going to the games that i want to play you know yeah. There's a, there's, it's like, I want to play this game. I want to play that game. So I'm playing it. I don't have to justify why I play one game versus another. And I get that, you know, some people be like, I don't get it. But you guys always talk about wanting this. Well, here it is. Well, you know, because I want something doesn't mean I want it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Seriously. No, I get so, it. I totally get it. I understand. It's, it's, you know, you have, especially when you have limited time, there's like this, like, yep. uh, like rotation of games that I go through and, you know, there may be times where I have like more time than I would normally have. And that's when I start to dive into games mm-hmm. that I normally wouldn't. But if I only exactly. have, yeah, if I only have an hour or two, there's, there's a rotation. There's a game or two I already have in mind when I sit down yep. and, yep. you know, you've planned time, it out. You've been yeah. thinking about it throughout know, the week. Yeah. You've been thinking about it all week, maybe yep. for the last 10 weeks in your case. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you. I get it. So, uh, yeah, you know, and, and speaking of games that we need mm-hmm. to spend more time with, Thea 2 is one of those games for me. And mm-hmm. they came out with an update this week just basically saying that the update was going to be postponed for a week. The idea for this next update is going to be that they have some cloud saves, some achievement stuff, mm-hmm. um, and some changes to strength scaling of of character groups and stuff like that so mm-hmm. uh, it's basically a balanced patch with some cloud saves but they are going to push it back uh just because they want a little bit extra time to test it and and mess around with it and make sure it's it's totally good before they push it out to the public so mm-hmm. i like that i'm good with that and they've got an alpha branch so that people can join in and see if there's anything they can break so if you're oh, yeah, interested there's, there's, in, yeah 
always somebody's always finding something broken, and if it's not broken, they break it. You know, right? Exactly. So, uh, I like that though. I think that's something that, that more developers should should practice and before they put out a patch, especially like a big patch, man, like Stellaris Paradox could learn something from this. But like before they put out a huge patch, they should put it on an alpha branch, let people test it, let people break it before it goes public and, you know, all that stuff. But that's another rant for another day. So exactly. <laughs> tell all right. about, well, tell moving on. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, this past week, uh, there was also an update for Driftland 1.1.24. And in this update, they have introduced some new difficulty levels. They have, um, they're changing a little bit how um, when like pop-ups work. So it's a user interface thing. So that's apparently a requested feature. Now, kind of just a, a little aside, this is a game that is pretty. This is a game that has like, it's it has all the right things, but... I can't get into it because this is a real-time strategy game. It's not a fast real-time strategy game, but it is a real-time strategy game. And I'm not, I just, I can't get into them. So here's another game that I'm missing out on. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's what there is. So some other improvements that they've done is they're working on resources. They're doing some stuff on AI, a whole bunch of tackling for multiplayer, some user interface stuff, some fixes and things like that. So, and here's the other thing: Troy's been playing it, and I I cannot remember hearing him say something negative other than us joking about like you know five variants of elves. You know, all the factions are variants of the elves in a sense. Yeah, so, I think that would be the only negative thing I have in my ten hours with it is that the the, the factions are pretty generic. But I mean, the gameplay pretty really samey, right? Yeah, but the game the gameplay is very solid. So it's something that if you, if it, uh, I'm trying to think of old games that are like that, but you know, like a. Uh, the settlers almost in a fantasy setting mm-hmm. stuff like that those kind of games if that's up your mm-hmm. alley then that would be definitely some and these guys are doing a great job of of continuing to update it and keeping it alive so i mean especially with i mean sales. it did really good and uh, when it hit the market in yeah. april it was one of the top sellers on steam for that month right. and that exactly. says a lot yeah absolutely some no namers and I, I don't mean this by to, to be uh, negative or anything but i mean these guys came out of nowhere and and you know put it together a pretty i mean a really solid game for an indie studio so yep Definitely yep, check exactly. it out. So, uh, next up is Age of Wonders Planetfall, which is not made by a no name studio. <laughs> um, right. It's named, uh, it's being developed by Triumph Studios, if you guys don't know, but being published by Paradox, which means there's all this money behind it. And that's a good thing because today or this week, this past week, they've updated to show us the assembly, which is the new race that they are uh, unveiling. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're like, I don't even know. I don't know how to describe them. They're like the Borg, but even creepier. Um, they they assemble themselves. They like they're body snatchers. Yeah, and they and then they make you like an android or something. I, it's wild. And you you know who they're they're like the Mechanicus in Warhammer. Ah, that's in a Warhammer great, 40K. Yes, yes, only a little bit darker even in some yes, ways. So yes, dark Mechanicus. There you yeah. go, the Chaos version. Yeah, exactly. Um, they <laughs> easily. I, I really like the Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Kirko. I guess you could say Kirko. Yeah, the uh-huh. Kirko. They were uh, they were probably one of my favorite races so far. But I'm really digging the assembly. They definitely have a dark tone to them. A mm-hmm. very uh, you know like 
assimilate or die kind of looked, looked like yeah, a, cyberpunk a, yeah and i like them so there's a very cool video although the the narration is really hard to hear it sucks the the, mm-hmm. the, the soundtrack the music behind it is super good but the narration is a little hard to hear in the video we'll have the link and the the notes but check them out because they look amazing and yet another cool race like like we said last week like there should be more alien races but the, the races yeah. yeah but the races they've got um are definitely cool. They're definitely interesting. So I'm 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 interested in the assembly. I think they're pretty cool. They'll probably be my second played race. Yeah. All yeah. right. I, I haven't decided what my first one will be. Man, first up for so. me is the Kirko for sure. Cause I just you know, like we've said, I really like alien races. I really like the like hive mechanic. You know, I'm like mm-hmm. I, I just like the idea of of like an, an entire species working as a as one. So that, mm. that's always been you know that's my my jam, man. So I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. Personally, I like the Amazons. Oh and yeah, reason- I mean, yeah. When you're riding dinosaurs, that's pretty cool. They're, they'll be my third. Exactly. That's what I want. Is I want. I want to have like this giant T-Rex looking thing with laser beams coming out of it, <laughs> mauling everybody on the battlefield and to have some flying units and just, you know, just long range skirting. Yeah, because um, but going back to Warhammer, when I was playing Fantasy Battle, one of my favorite factions were the Wood Elves because of the skirmisher units. And because you could have, you know, you can have uh, um, riders, your heroes can all ride various monsters. That was one of the few armies. Them and the orcs could do it. So those are usually the two armies I played. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. All right. Well, let's move up into orbit. And uh, we got an update this past week for Alliance of the Sacred Sun. Now, I, I have to say this. <sighs> one of the major um, draws... And I'm going to go to the side a little bit. For Stellaris was the fact that it's grand strategy. And as as it's been coming out over the past three years, it has moved away from grand strategy into more traditional 4X. Now, Alliance of the Sacred Sons is not a 4X in that regard. It is very much a grand strategy with 4X elements and that is what Stellaris had promised. That is what Stellaris was supposed to be. Yeah, and it's, so, it's got some Crusader King elements too. That's why right, Crusader Kings. It's got like um, like neo-medieval almost. Yeah, like yeah, a fu- future medieval type of society. So there's like a lot of anime shows like Gundam and things like that that have that to them. For sure. So it's very, it's very interesting to see how it rolls out. And the developer, like, I mean... His dev diaries have serious depth. He puts a lot of thought into these. He takes feedback from the playtesters and he incorporates it. So this past week, he's talking about the Intel system. His name is Steve, right? I believe his name is Steve. Yeah, Steve uh, Steve Hawkins, I believe. Oh, God, he's killing it. Like, I, I, I actually legitimately enjoy reading those updates. They're just... First of all, he just he goes into so much detail, and it's it's just really cool to see what his thought process is, and and they're well written. Oh yeah, perfectly. Yeah, definitely. And then, have you watched his videos on his channel? So yeah. he'll have videos every couple of months where he'll play like three, four, five turns, and he'll explain every step during those turns, and it's mesmerizing. Like his videos, like an hour long, and he barely did anything, but not because he's going too slow but because he's explaining to you it's like he's a proper tutorial so 
you know, when a person picks up the game and they're like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's an early access. This game is, you know, it's, it's a while from being out. But even now, you, you're playing this and you're feeling it. You are the emperor of a space empire. You're not some local governor or some, you know, ship captain or something like that. You know, you got real problems to deal with, <laughs> you yeah. know. So anyway, so this week he was talking about... um He's talking about the Intel system and he's talking about like how the, how the houses, because the way that Alliance of the Sacred Sun works is you have these royal houses that are controlling regions of space and how they interact and how you keep your particular fiefdom under control. It talks about how the characters are integrated, uh, planet occupation, how you gain and how you lose uh, these, the IP points, like this information. You know, this control, this intel, how you gain it, how you lose it, how it's impacted, the various tweaks to it, what, like, you have inquisitors that you can use. I mean, seriously, this is really, really cool. It talks about missions. And it's like, yeah, it's it's pretty legit. Um, again, we're back to the, you know, it's a, it's a small studio. It's essentially one person working. And it's it looks good like the ui looks good everything looks good but you know the graphics themselves are not what i want so we'll have to see maybe the gameplay will be so amazingly solid that i can n- forgo looking at the graphics at all not not i mean i look at it but not focus on it but just my my tendencies are that if i see something that just draws my eyes away and i'm just like hyper-focused. I'm like, oh, what am I liking at? Oh, I don't like it. And then I just drop it and move on. So we'll have to see how that turns out, you know? Yeah, that game is ripe for a nice let's examine. So that's something I definitely tend to... I think what he had actually mentioned, we we talk occasionally on the side and he said once he gets around mm-hmm. the 8.0 or like version 0.8, mm-hmm. I guess. 0.8, uh, right. Yeah, 0.8 uh-huh. is where he has most of what he wants in the game inside of it and he thinks that'd be a really good time to do like a let's examine, let's play kind of thing. So... Round mm-hmm. point eight is when I plan on taking a real deep dive and and then once I've figured it out, put some videos out there. Well he's like I think he's point seven. He he just had an update not too long ago. So point seven two three or point seven three two or something. No, it's point seven point two point two or point seven point two point three or something like that. <laughs> just yeah. Or point yeah, seven, no, it's point seven point seven point three. That's what this this update is for that one. So he's slowly getting there. Yeah, he's going to be there, and, and I know he said he wasn't he wasn't expecting it to take too much longer. So once he gets to point eight, you can expect some video material from me. So definitely nice. something I'm, I'm excited nice. about because that's a game that I have kept an eye on. I have do- dove into a couple times, messed around with some of the systems, mm-hmm. especially after those fantastic videos he makes. I kind of kind of you know try to get a feel for how these all these mechanics and systems work together, and I'm really excited about diving deep into that one. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, but. Speaking of that game that you said that kind of was grand strategy and now it's 4X, let's talk about Solaris for a second because it's had two updates sure. kind of back-to-back. They uh, put out version 2.3.1, which was just basically a, a fix, a bunch of fixes, some UI elements being added. There was some increased uh, variety of images added to some of the archaeology sites. Um, missing sound effects were added. Then there was some... AI fixes and updates, you know, all the stuff that we really like to see. But then uh, maybe a day later, they had a hot fix that came out uh, as Paradox is wont to do sometimes, uh, which is totally fine. But uh, they 
we're really interested in getting some of these fixes out quickly because once they pushed 2.3.1, they realized some issues came up. So they uh, they came out with some actually, they actually end up doing some legitimate patching as well with that. It wasn't just a hot fix to fix some of the issues that, that came up with 2.3.1. So uh, right now they're at 2.3.2 and it's all looking pretty good. I will tell you right now, Nate, I, I've not had more fun with Stellaris than I'm having now. So mm. I, I really, I kept coming back. That's not something I normally do for the mm-hmm. longest time. Every time a patch would come out, I would play it for like 10 hours and be like, oh, cool, I've seen it. But I keep coming back to Stellaris. You know, we talked about earlier when we mm-hmm. have our mm-hmm. games that we have this, we have our mindset on, right? Like we think about it all week and then we get to it finally. Well, mm-hmm. Stellaris is that game for me right now. So mm, that's very interesting. Yeah, really excited to get back to it. And like you, I'll have some time really soon too. It's Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to everybody out there who's a father. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a part of my Father's Day quote unquote gift, I get some time to play some video games. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Stellaris is in that rotation. I'm excited about it. It's funny that you say that. My wife was telling me today that uh, she asked my youngest. Um, my little girl, she's like, so what are you going to get your daddy for father's day? She's like, oh, I'm going to get daddy the best gift ever. More was like, oh yeah, what's that? It's like peace and quiet. <laughs> yes. yes, she understands. Very she does. That was, that was hilarious. Um, yeah, so, yeah that's, so. that's the kind of stuff I look forward to as well. So I get a few hours tomorrow to really dive in. I'm really excited about that because Stellaris is on. I've got a great battle going on we're just there's two giant alliances fighting right now hold on hold on hold on save it for the games we're playing i know i know i'm just i know we're getting there but yeah so stellaris is doing it for me and the updates are coming fast and and really honestly in a very they're doing well they're doing it's responsive yes it is responsive i'm you know i'm i'm I'm, i have always been a negative voice with stellaris since for as long as i can remember The, the initial What's the initial, yeah, like, except initially, yeah, oh my god! Do you remember the fight we had? With, and uh, when I say fight, I mean disagreement. It wasn't a fight, but it was just yeah, like it's, it's why I left. I've I left after. No, I was kidting. Yeah, that's, no. that was it. That that yeah, was that, that one was thing too end. many. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the cutoff for me. But no, the the initial honeymoon ways wore wore off, and I was like, oh my god! Like, what was I thinking about? Right. This Aren't you glad I fought for the to god. make sure that. You yeah. know, we stayed we stayed real with the yeah. score. You know what? You know what, Nate? In, in retrospect, you were right. But so, what I wanted to say that is that, you know, there was a period of time where I was really down on Solaris, mm-hmm. and again, I know that 2.0 has divided the fan base, but I really think that they're starting to come around and bring back mm-hmm. some of those people that were like, eh, I don't know, and um, and and that's the thing. Two point two is what brought me into it. Like I've tried right. yeah. prior so many times, and with 2.0, I put in like. 80 hours or however many I haven't seen lately, but like on my vacation, upcoming vacation, I actually plan to play some Stellars. Yeah, see, that's great. Yeah, I think they've really hit the nail. They're really getting the fine-tuning of of the balance between grand strategy and Forex right right now. Mm, I think they're just really starting to get close to it and Another another update and patch, and then maybe another expansion, and we could really be there. So excited yeah, for what you know. The, there'll be more. You yeah, know, no, absolutely. More. Yeah, of course, it's paradox, man. They've been uh, supporting Cr- Crusader Kings for like thirty years now. So <laughs> sure, seven years, thirty years, same difference for gaming. It's yeah, like, gaming might as well be a millennia. I swear, the gaming year is like is like cat years or dog years, even. You know, <laughs> right, you just add right. seven. seven years at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's a long ass time. So, anyways. 
let's talk about Interstellar Space Genesis because they just sure. hit Alpha 2, which is actually mm-hmm. a really big deal for them. They say that all the systems are in place now, that they are just now going to be fine-tuning things as they work their way t- towards release. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of artwork and stuff that they want to add, but for now, all the, the, the diplomacy, the AI, the game systems, they're all there. And they also added two new races. So this is a game that I have also, uh, speaking of games that I've gone back and forth on, I've gone back and forth on because originally I was like, what in the actual hell is this game trying to do? It's not doing anything, mm-hmm. you know, particularly interesting at all. But as the game has progressed, I've started to see where their vision was and mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. I, I really am excited about doing a Let's Examine of that very soon. And in fact, mm-hmm. it might even be in the next week or so. Ooh, looking so, forward to yeah, it. Putting some videos together, just kind of exploring how it looks now. Um, that'd be a game that I think will do a lot. It's, it's doing a lot of things really well. And I think it's going to hit that, that mood to need for a lot of people. So mm, um, that's, also, that's high praise. Yeah. And it's doing some interesting things in and of itself too. It's got this really cool mechanic where you can, uh, explore the surrounding like quadrants mm-hmm. and it, it's just, it's very cool because as you explore and, and you, and you do deep, you, you dive in to the, the exploration of these quadrants deeper and deeper, you uncover things that weren't there mm-hmm. originally. So like, oh, you know what it makes me think of what Eador master of a broken world, because that's how that one was. Yeah, when you were in a region, you keep exploring and exploring. So like and exploring. So before you can fully control a tile, you have like 10 or 12 exploration events. Like in the final events, are like boss level monsters hidden somewhere there or something it like is, that. Yeah, so. it's 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 kind of similar to that actually. And the cool thing is that like as you explore these quadrants, you know, systems that you didn't initially see sometimes mm. pop up. Uh, you know, various things. It's just it's just a really cool mechanic. So I'm looking forward to doing a less explorer. So stay tuned for that very soon. Mm. Absolutely. So all right. So. This is the next news item is for a game called Star Zeal 4X. Now, we haven't heard much from the developer in quite a bit. And he reached out to me by email. He's like, hey, Nate, how are you doing? I haven't spoken a long time. Well, I got good news. I got the next developer dev diary up. Why don't you take a look? Tell me what you think. So that's what, I'm, that's what I did. And here's the report. So first of all, he was working on trying to get crowdfunding for it on Indiegogo. And he changed his mind. And the reason he changed his mind is that uh, when you're doing crowdfunding, you have to invest quite a bit of time and effort into generating new art, marketing, and all that's associated with it. And he's like, instead of doing that, I'll just focus on the game. You know, I'll figure out a different way to fund the game. You know, I'll let people kind of get, get in on the ground level directly here. Check out what I got. This looks good to you. Help me support it. You know, that type of deal. And um, he, as part of it, he released some new content. So within the dev diary, which will be linked in the notes, you can take a look. Like, I think in the last update that he had, like the art was still pretty, for lack of a better word, janky. And now it's starting to move in, moving from single A to like almost double A territory. And I mean, the UI still needs quite a bit of work. But the art itself is looking better and like he's showing some animations and like explaining the how like systems work and, you know, planetary distribution and things of that nature, travel amongst them and how research is changing and like what he's doing with the UI. So it's again, it's a small studio that 
is trying something because the you know when we're getting stuff from AAA Studios, a lot of times it kind of feels like we're getting the same thing over and over and over, and there's nothing being innovated at all. And here's this you know one dude working out of his shop, out of his home, out of his office, wherever he's doing this, and um, cool. Now another thing is, I believe he's Asian, like out in um in indo asia somewhere right there indo china type that type of area over there so this is an area that normally does not produce a lot of games that are 4x you know you have like crazy leagues in south korea and japan you have gamers in china but you don't really hear too much about the rest of that region so i i'm very curious i'm curious you know to see what people say check it out maybe leave us a note in the comments and uh I've I think he's posted there before. So if you have any questions about it, by all means, please uh, please leave them there, and I'll see about getting them answered. Speaking of which, we have I have a couple of Q Q and A questionnaires out there. So as soon as I get them back, um, we'll get a couple of those up in the next maybe month or so. Word, I'm always excited about some Q and As. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Speaking of which, I can I tell ha- by your voice. Yeah, well, actually, I have a, a Q and A uh, set up with the developers from Pax Nova, and oh. I should be hearing back from them any day now. So uh, I would imagine yes. that probably very early next week. By the time you hear this, we should got we should gotten the answers back. So uh, you might be seeing this Q and A posted soon. But let's talk about the Pax Nova update because Absolutely. it actually uh, it came out just a few days ago. And what it did really is balance. Again, this is a game that's very, it's going to be extremely important to balance this right because of how insanely different it is because you have the the terrestrial side, you have the space side. And there were a lot of people that were complaining that you could do the entire game, you could win the game and not ever venture out onto into another planet, onto another planet. So uh, what they've done is they've made research much more difficult now. They've made it uh, the, threshold, the threshold for research victory much higher um they've tweaked the credits so that um it's now you're actually getting more which is important because really honestly credits especially i'd say even from the mid to mid late game are very important in fact your entire economy revolves around them so it's good to see that they're increasing that because sometimes you felt like you were just hitting the intern button to to get to the next thing right um They've done some UI tweaks. They've uh, tweaked the visuals a little bit. So, you know, there's, there's, they're definitely, again, I think I've said this before, they're fingers on the pulse. I really believe that they understand what they need to do to make this game something that could be remembered and to be good. So uh, check out the new patch if you haven't. It's uh, 0.5.3. So I'd imagine that means that they're halfway to 1.0 early <laughs> access yeah i don't know uh which is good so they're, they're continuing to do stuff they're continuing to put out a pretty good i think a pretty good patch rate so keep it up looking forward to what seeing what we see next absolutely so all right let me see oh yeah so yeah, this uh, next news item makes me happy it makes me smile so as you listeners know we've talked about star control many times in the past and we tend to try and stay away from the drama of the lawsuit that was happening between uh, uh, Brad and Paul and Fred, the original developers of the Star Control franchise, at least the first two games. And 
they were they were in court and there was like all kinds of stuff on online and on YouTube and different, you know, lawyers pitching in, oh, I think it's this, oh, I think it's that, and authors. And we really like we we're very we try to kind of I mean, I I've personally have been accused of this before, like kind of writing defense, being a fence sitter, not quite here, not quite there. And it's like, pick a side. Why do you have to be in the middle? Well, that's just because that's who I am. You know, when you pick a side, when you just, you know, put all your eggs in one particular basket, you shut off opportunities. You cut off avenues of escape or, uh, you know, chances to figure things out, you know, because once you become, once you're diametrically opposed to the other person, then it's either I win or I lose. There's no way for both groups to be like, Hey, you know, let's figure this out. You know, we've got an issue here, but you know, we're adults. We're kind of trying to do the same thing. Let's see what we can do. So what ended up happening is they went to court. This was going on for a couple of years. It was like, it was pretty ugly. We don't know all the details. I honestly don't want to know all the details. But what I can tell you is that behind the scenes, they kind of got to talking about stuff. So they ended up bonding over bees. <laughs> of all things i love this man so it's, brad is uh such a he's a he keeps bees at stardock and like around this house he has all these hives and he you know basically he's a honey monger yeah and paul and paul and fred like to make mead now one of the main ingredients of mead is honey so apparently they just got tired of their lawyers looking for angles to be the winner and they did a round, you know, they did a end game type of thing where they went around their lawyers and they kind of just decided to sit down and talk to one another. And basically, Brad, part of the settlement is Brad is going to provide them with honey for their mead and they're going to make it and share it with Brad. And figure and they figured out how to break up the licenses for Star Control, who keeps what, how can they you know, do their own separate games without stepping on each other's toes, but kind of have to something real quick, Nate. Sure. I, sure. Have you ever heard of a better outcome of something like this? Yes. There could have been a better outcome. What, what would be a better, I can't imagine if they wouldn't outcome. have gone to court in the first okay, place. Yeah. They right, would, but I'm saying like having, having gone to where they were and having had, having lawyered up and all that stuff. Can you imagine? I, I just never imagined an outcome like this. There, there's, there's one more outcome that could have been equally interesting. Uh, so I know that Brad has a son who's a teenager. Yeah. And I'm assuming that Paul or Fred have, if their kids were of the same age, <laughs> having like a wedding, like their kids, you know, betrothed. <laughs> like a like alliance marriage or something. Yeah, like one of those like old school, like we have my child shall marry your daughter or something. Oh, man. And we shall form this union <laughs> and, you know, and here's the dowry. So, I mean. Oh, man, that would, that would be crazy. But, you know, the so thing see, is that really one, got me. That's one possibility. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with you. The, 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 the crazy thing. Okay, so I, just to kind of chime in here a little bit. The great part about this was that Paul and Fred said, screw it, I'm just going to call Brad. Let's see if we can find common ground. And they had already known that he was a big beekeeper, so they figured they would get to, they would find that common ground through beekeeping. Um, and they did. They managed to find this common ground and figured out that they are all human beings, that they are right. all likable. Uh, you know, and and the, the, the outcome is that not only do Star Control Origins and the Urquan Masters universe get to exist, coexist peacefully but they're also sharing their skills with one another so yeah. 
Stardock is giving them technology and Paul and Fred are going to do some story writing, right. some quest lines and kind of continuity stuff. That's, ah. I mean, that's how that's when when Brad announced this, it was like what, like four years ago? Yeah. When he was like, oh, we're working, we started working on a game. This is what I was thinking they were going to yeah, do. Exactly, it was like, me too, that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, Brad has his ideas and like, look, I like what he did with Star Control. I don't agree with every aspect of what he did, but he captured what Star Control was. When I used to play back in the day when my hand-eye coordination was significantly better than it is now, and, you know, I could... Because the way Star Control was played is in a keyboard. You don't really play it with a controller. Like, I mean, at least then you didn't. Now, I suppose you can. You can sync up your, you know, Xbox controller to your PC or something like that, or PlayStation 4 or whatever. And... You know, you played it a certain way, but then, like, you know, when all this stuff happened, I was like, oh, man, this sucks. I wonder what's going to happen with these games. You know, it, it's like watching, like, your parents fighting and you're caught in the middle of the divorce proceedings, you know? So, anyways, we here at Explorminate are really glad that they were able to work stuff out. Really looking forward to what it is that they're going to put out, and we'll keep an eye out, and we'll keep covering it as it now, moving on to the next title, um, Paradox has been teasing that they have something new coming, like a new IP that's going to be in a strategy realm, maybe a 4X, maybe Grand Strategy. So during E3, they revealed their new game called Empire of Sin. And this is basically, it's it almost like it's the tactical layer looks Grand Strategy. The um, strategy layer is like XCOM, essentially a variant of XCOM, the strategic layer. And it's set in 1920 Chicago Prohibition era. Basically, this is like how New York gangsters, at least one of the variants, what they showed during E3 was Al Capone when he just got to Chicago. And like, you know, if you know at all about the history of Al Capone and like, you know, the Prohibition era and gangsters going from New York and heading west and heading south. So you you get you get kind of a feel for what's going on and you're playing. Now, to put it for those that are kind of like, ah, you're talking about movies. Well, if you watch HBO, they have a series called Boardwalk Empire. It ended several years ago, but they had five seasons. And this feels like kind of like you're playing Boardwalk Empire. Or an earlier version of the game was um what was it called? Those Omreda. There was two. I think Omreda was the second one. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I just don't. Uh, I'm with you. It's a remember. gangster game, but anyways, it doesn't matter. So this, so this feels like we are, um, we're getting that. But people are asking, so was this the surprise game that you've been talking about? Is this, is this uh, the title, the secret title that Paradox has been working on? And actually, it isn't, because Martin Anward left Stellars to work on the secret new title, and we don't know what it is. And this is not that title. The person who's working on this title is Romero. I believe he is of Doom fame, correct? Yeah, Doom and Wolfenstein, man. He's so John that's Romero. him and his like, wife are working on it. FPS, like first-person shooter, like... A Daikatana. Remember, I don't remember if you remember Daikatana, but like I do remember that Katana. Yeah, like the, the I never played it, but I remember. <laughs> there was this like it was this huge uproar over like it's it's pretty 
bombastic advertising back in the day. I won't say what it was, mm-hmm. but it was just ridiculous. And then the game came out and it was awful. But I mean, it, yeah. yeah, he's he has a long history of making first person shooters. Yeah, and this is departure. But from what I'm hearing, it's actually his wife who's running lead on it, and he's he's like on a producer and doing some technical stuff and he's like, you know, helping her out and he's supporting her. So that's awesome. I mean, from what I saw, I liked what I saw. I'm, I'm definitely curious about it. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, I'd really like to see what like the over overarching like strategy layer is like, but I definitely, mm-hmm. I dug what I saw when it came to tactic stuff. So I, and it, it's, yep. it's a very unique setting. So I'm totally good with that. I'm really excited to see. Yep. What exactly. Like, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll we'll talk about as more information comes out. We see some more of the, you know, the factions involved. I mean, I can off the top of my head, I can name probably six or seven different uh, gangs that were pretty strong in uh, Chicago at the time. Now, my what I'd be curious about is, are you going to have any connections to New York? Are you going to have any connections to Atlantic City? Are you going to have any connections to Detroit? Though all the stuff that happened in Detroit was much later, but still there was a there was a connection because you had um, the rum runners coming from Canada because there was no prohibition in Canada. So they were crossing the Great Lakes into Chicago, into Detroit, into Buffalo. So yeah, there's there's a lot of history there. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, and I, I feel like, again, I've said this before with Paradox's money, like, that kind of support behind you, you definitely are going to be able to have the the necessary resources that you can to make a good game. So that's something that I'll definitely be keeping an eye on too. I knew it was going to be up your alley because you're you know a huge tactics fan. So mm-hmm. exciting to see how mm-hmm. that goes too. Yep. So let's talk about Total War Three Kingdoms, uh, another sure. game with huge backing. Uh, it just came out its first major patch, I'd say, uh, with another patch coming soon, from what I understand. Uh, this mm-hmm. one is. It's got a, a bunch of tweaks, improvements. Um, there's some technical and gameplay related improvements. A lot, so much. It's actually a very long list. I don't want to get too much into it, but there is some balancing things that they've done. Uh, they've tweaked the AI for the game. They've changed the battle UI to make it a little bit more effective. Uh, just overall, very good things. Um, and honestly, and they also gave it 1440p uh, support and stuff like that. So uh, I'd say by far and away that. Total War Three Kingdoms has the best diplomacy out of mm, any Total War game for sure, and it beats most 4X games. So if you haven't checked it out, if you haven't looked at the diplomacy just as a systems Mm -hmm. thing, you need to check it out. And they did a lot more things now with the diplomacy. They've added some things. Um, They've tweaked the the AI's reluctance to being vassalized and then also uh, did some other things to basically make it more intelligent with diplomacy. And I'm telling mm-hmm. you what a great game it is. Uh, again, that's in my rotation as well. So Stellaris and, and three kingdoms being two of the, the main games I'm playing right now. We'll talk more about that later, but yeah, a, a huge update. And I guess another one, they've got some other stuff really in the, uh, you know, they've got a lot of stuff that they're yeah. cooking up for it. So I'm really, it's really, to see. it's really interesting to me because ever since Rome two, Every release, they've been catching all kinds of crap. Ah, oh, this is broken. This is this. This is that. Even with the Total War games. So then that's where they ended up pushing releases. Like with Total War 2, they're like, you know what? We're going to release it when it's ready. We're going to, yeah. you know, bite the bullet. If it means it's three, four months, that's how it is. Because when we release it, we want it to be good. And that's exactly what's happening with Three Kingdoms. Yeah, sure. I, I, 
I'm pretty certain that some people are experiencing issues, but that's always the case. On a perfect release, there's so many variants out there. There's somebody that's going to have issues, but I'm not seeing, they're not getting review bombed. I'm not seeing people complaining when, you know, the people I follow on YouTube are posting videos. I, I surf the comments usually just like way too many comments. I don't have time to read them, but I like look to see what's there. And like, there's generally, it's a lot of praise for creative assembly. For what they did with yeah. three kings. Oh, no, so, I mean, good on them. Good on them. Yeah, Creative Simply knocked this one out of the park. I'm telling you, I, I've, this is a game that I've just, I've really been wowed by. The the polish level is through the roof. I cannot wait to see what they do with Total War Warhammer Three. I, if mm-hmm. they if they do anything close to what they've done with Three Kingdoms, and if they can add some sort of diplomacy that's even remotely close to what they've done, through, ah, I'll tell you what. It'll be the game to. It'll be a total war game to 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 match all total war games. I mean, I'm just really excited to see what they do. I think they've really figured out their pace mm-hmm. and their their art at this point. I mean, I really think that they've gotten it. So, well, they're going to be releasing another scenario game like Thrones of Britannia and kind of like how Attila was for Rome too. So they're talking about their next one, and uh, it'll be interesting to see because Thrones of Britannia was not well. Re- no, no, it was not. So they they had to make sure that they really nail it with Three Kingdoms. There's a lot of skepticism. A lot of people are like, well, what's going to be the difference between the romantic and the classical mode, like the more historical and the more fantastical, you know, what are they going to do? How is th- how are things going to be? So I'm I'm keeping an eye on it. I mean, at some point when I'm ready for Total War games, I will play Total War 1, 2, and probably 3. <laughs> and then, I mean, I have one. I have everything from one. I, I haven't played it, but I have it. I have, I think, all but the last uh, expansion slash DLC for Total Warhammer 2. Total War Warhammer 2. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll get it. There's, uh, there should be no doubt. But anyways, okay, moving on. Speaking of Total War and war games and fantasy and stuff, um, I, we've been covering this um, update to a game called Fantasy General. Like, the original, as I ask people, and I'm, like, going on forums and looking around, that is a loved game. A lot of people are coming out and they're like, oh man, I still play it to this date. It's that good. Yeah, it so, surprises me because I remember actually, and it, just to digress for a second, I remember it actually not being very well received back in the day because it was obviously like the fantasy version of Panzer General, Panzer General being one yes, of the best strategy yes. games of all time. Um, right. And then Fantasy General, when the original came out, it was, I think it was mostly that people wanted something different. I don't know what right. it was, but I just remember, I mean, this is just my personal memory, but I just remember people being like, oh, Fantasy General's all right. I personally loved it. So yeah, right. when you talk about fantasy general, I'm like, hell yeah. But I just remember there being some sort of, there was a, a couple, you know, murmurs of, of dis, displeasure. Mm. Uh, but yeah, tell me, sorry. I don't no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I just remember being, uh, you know, it's just cool to see that there are people that look back on it fondly when I, I remember it being kind of not well received by some groups back in the day. Oh, that's, you can say that just about anything. Ah, uh, you're right. So, um anyways yeah so they've been the way they've been releasing dev diaries is through youtube videos so the main developer he'll go on there's like a back screen behind them and he's talking about it and uh they'll like as he's talking he'll talk over some particular footage of the game and the last video the last video he put out this week it was a dev diary five six let me see one two one two three for dev diary something like that anyways it's irrelevant because the dev diary is really good 
Um, the more I look at it, the more interested I'm becoming. Slytherin is the publisher for this, and they've been killing it, just knocking it out of the park lately with these uh, tactical, strategic, you know, overworld-type games like uh, um, Fields of Glory, then Fields of, Glo Fields of Glory 2, then Fields of Glory... Uh, like uh, generals right now, I believe is the latest one, but you use the fields of glory two engine to work out your battles and same thing here. Fantasy. No, it's not fields of Glo generals. It's empire fields of glory empire. But anyways, fantasy general two is looking awesome. I'm watching this stuff and I'm just like, you know, this is, this is the type of strategy game I wanted out of uh, warlock two that I didn't quite get. And I'm getting here. And what I'm getting here is in, like a hundred times better than what Warlock Two had to offer, so I'm very excited for it. Uh, this is one of the Q and As I'm hoping to, you know, get some info. So I sent out the Q and A, and I'm kind of waiting back on answers. So we'll see where it goes. But keep an eye out. This is this is this might be like the fantasy strategy game to beat this year, because it's it's well, whenever it comes out this year next year, it it looks awesome. Yeah, awesome. I'm very excited to read that Q&A because I've, I've, I've got questions. So I'm hoping that the questions I have were asked and then answered. So excited. Well, when, when I get the answers, you can do round two and I'll send your questions in. Awesome. Perfect. Let's talk about the next what is. Mm -hmm. So what is Baldur's Gate 3? I don't think anybody really needs to know what Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 did for the computer role-playing game like realm what the, mm -hmm. the landscape of the time the Baldur's gate one and two were probably some of the most well-received role-playing games of all time possibly based on the AD&D engine yes D &D. Uh, absolutely because D&D back in the day uh there hadn't been many games that were adapted uh, sorry yeah well there were but they weren't quite as well done as Baldur's mm -hmm. gate one and two Baldur's yeah. gate two is probably one of the best I, I think in my recollection if i had to put like a top 10 of my own games Baldur's gate two would be up there uh it was some of the the characters in that game just some of the gameplay some of the story was fantastic mm -hmm. and now we have Baldur's gate three who is now being helmed by larian studios perfect fit for me i think mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. having just come off the high that there was uh divinity original sin 2 one mm -hmm. of the best received rpgs i've ever seen up there with the witcher 3 and how well it was received if you go mm -hmm. on their steam their steam rating right now is uh overwhelmingly positive with like thirty thousand reviews mm -hmm. so they're doing mm -hmm. a great job and they just came out with a uh, defender version 2 and now they've got the Baldur's Gate license. So they did this great introduction to it. I think this freaking hilarious video. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They showed, for, they showed off at E3 how they got the license yeah, for it. Like, yeah, that was awesome. great. That's, yeah. I, I think I linked that. No, I didn't. Okay. Oh, yeah, that needs to be linked because it's Yeah, hilarious. I'm going to make a spot for it to link yeah. it because that but, was yeah. a hilarious video. Yeah, so basically the, the, the lead guy there, Sven, I think his name is, um, uh, he... He, he it's great i don't want i don't want to spoil but the, the basically it's a little spoof on how they end up getting in there and talking to D and getting the Baldur's gate license and uh it's just it's a it's a funny little watch um and it, it really it, it plays into what i think larian studios does well is is adding humor there was humor in Baldur's gate one and two in fact hell there was a there was a guy in Baldur's gate two that had a mouse and and it, the whole thing there, it's been a meme since so uh this game looks perfect for Larian Studios. I'm really excited to see what they do. There's hardly any information out yet. Just knowing that they're in control of it and have it is enough for most people right now because they know it's in good hands. So 
I'm, I'm personally very excited for it. I just picked up Divinity Original Sin 2. It's a game that I will, in that hypothetical week, dive into and get into because I really liked Original Sin 1. So really excited. Oh, you haven't this. played the first one? No, I really I did. I played the first one. I liked oh. it a lot. So uh, I, got I got stuck at the end, right at, at the where you have to find the conduit. Oh, okay, and I don't you want to get too much that, into it. Yes, but I, I that I, last I, set of dungeons, like yeah. it's just so I hate when they do that kind of busy work, and then I have to go back and like pick up some stones, bloodstones that I missed. I'm like, oh my god, I don't have time for this. Yeah, admittedly, I had to really dig deep to get to that part, but yeah, no, Original Sin was a great game. Original Sin Two, from what I understand, is much better in every regard. So I'm really excited about diving into it. Baldur's Gate Three being in Larian Studios' hands is a fantastic turn of events and you know it's funny because i remember seeing something on the internet that actually was particularly true i think that had it been anybody else especially like bioware or anybody else mm-hmm. like people would have been mm-hmm. like oh no Baldur's Gate 3 is screwed <laughs> right the 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 reception to larian studios taking it has been overwhelmingly positive just as their other games have been so excited to see what comes of that it's it's really funny that you mentioned that you picked up um divinity original sin 2 because i just picked it up for the ps4 oh great yeah we'll have to play it together and just exchange notes oh and i found the video awesome great and speaking of that because you mentioned e3 let's Mm -hmm. talk about e3 man because e3 just passed we've just passed through uh the the week of e3 and i i've got to ask were you overwhelmed underwhelmed whelmed i mean what did you think of it man I was severely underwhelmed by most of the stuff. Now, here's the thing. The things, E3 featured some games that I'm really excited about, like Age of Wonders, Planetfall. Like, you know, once I heard about Baldur's Gate, I'm like, oh, man, that should be interesting, you know, and things like that. But, like, new titles that I knew nothing about at all, not even a smidgen. So there's a few games that I was previously very excited for, but because of uh, their association and shenanigans with the Epic Store, I lost all interest. So that definitely was a downer for me. But as far as new IPs or things I did not know about, no, there wasn't any. Uh, you know what? No, there's one. That was um, Empires of Sin. Yeah, yeah. no, And I, that's, I, I, that's really it. Might be it. That's... I, <laughs> Well, like, as far as PC gaming goes, I'm I'm with you on that because I feel like, they, you know, and they keep saying and Microsoft keeps coming back to you know like oh we're gonna we're gonna really focus on PC gaming, uh, and I think they did something that I'm personally very excited for. Oh, with the Game Pass. Yes, the Game Pass is great, and I've already gotten into it. I already had Game Pass for my Xbox, so it didn't cost me any extra to go from having the Game Pass on my Xbox. Okay, and- I got. You know what? Do me a favor. Yeah. What is Game Pass? Just give me like a quick little rundown on what it is. It's Netflix for games. It basically okay. you can you pay a, a monthly amount. So in this case, you pay fifteen dollars. I have uh, I can download and access all the games that I want that are on the Xbox Game Pass list mm-hmm. on, on your PC now on my PC and on my Xbox, and I have uh, the the ability to play multiplayer and stuff like that too. So oh, like cross platform multiplayer. If, yeah, some of it's some Ooh. of it's cross-platform. Fifteen dollars a month, and I have it on both my PC and my Xbox, and I can play Xbox Live. It's a nice. that's a fantastic price. I don't know. Yeah. It says it's an introductory price, so I imagine that it probably go up because it, it's it's almost too good to be true. So I can't imagine they'll keep it at fifteen dollars. But I've looked at some of the games. There are good games like Metro Exodus on there. Uh, you know, a lot anything first party from Microsoft is on there. 
Mm. Um, and then games like uh, what, what 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 game have I looked at? Uh, there's just a lot more games than you. Astroneer being one of them. Some of these games that are uh, like you know double A, even triple A games. Uh, Paradox's Imperator Rome is on there now. Oh, so, okay. I mean, Imperator as as the woman said. I know, as the woman on the... I don't know if you saw the woman on the uh, the E3 uh, no. announcement. She, nope. she called it like Imperator or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I was like, oh, okay, that's not how it's supposed that's to be. Nice, that's a nice <laughs> little uh, take on it. Yeah. But no, it, it, and so that was the only thing that I was actually pretty excited about because I'm like, oh, great. Now I have access to games that I, I probably would never have bought, honestly. And now mm. I can load them up on my PC and see if they're any good or see if I actually enjoy them. So mm. I did load up... Um, what is it called? Sea of Thieves. I, I put that on. I, I also picked up uh, the Metro Exodus. I'm going to see if that's any good. So there are games now that I have access to that I wouldn't have. And I, I didn't, I'm not paying anything anymore. I already was paying $15 a month. So now I just have it on my PC as well, which I think is fantastic. Nice. nice. Beyond that, I'm with you. There was so little that came out of that E3. That I mean, I you have about. stuff like you, you have, um, uh, what is it, 2077? from um oh i mean yeah but that's again you were right you you said that there's so many a lot of the things that we're excited for or that people are excited for were already announced yeah like do, like like it's not a game that i care about but so oh that's not God, for yeah. me I, I, know no, you, no. I know you don't care about it but it is easily no no i i know i i understand like if for for some weird reason if they can do what they did with the witcher 3 where they have first person and they have like a, a legit third person over the shoulder third person, then I'll be like, hell yeah, I'm playing this. But yeah, I, I just I can't imagine a more exciting game for me as far as role playing. I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 is up there too. So, I mean, both those games to me are as exciting as they possibly get. I, The Witcher 3 is one of the best games of all time. So, I cannot imagine. I, I cannot dispute that whatsoever. Yeah. And so it's I, just that. And I love the setting. I'm a huge sci-fi guy. I mean, that's kind of why I like 4X games because a lot of it's set up in sci-fi. But I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm with you. I totally underwhelming as hell. I'm really disappointed. I think that the excitement really was for the consoles and then the mm-hmm. PC, uh, the gaming pass. The idea of a new Xbox excites me. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see because some of the stuff they talked about with the solid state drives and mm-hmm. load times being like a. a you know, like one yeah, one hundredth of what they are now. I don't believe them. They say that every I know, time. I know, exactly. So. Every generation, they're like, oh man, low times on, on PC games or on consoles. We're gonna cut it to like seconds. And then you get the game and you spend half the game going. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> I know. You know there's there's been some games in particular that I've just been like, oh my god, Spider Man, for example, for the PS4, I just I, mm-hmm. I, I the load times in that game make me want to rip what's left of my hair out, but <laughs> I I'm with you. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe I missed some things. If you guys saw some things out there and you, uh, we didn't see it, please mention them in the notes, mention them in the comments. Cause I, mm-hmm. I just wasn't, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. I said, I was really underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody pointed out a, a strategy RPG that I hadn't even Which seen one? or heard of. I, I, um, it was a Final Fantasy one, uh, and I, I Final Fantasy Seven. There's Final Fantasy Seven remake. No, it was a, a new strategy role playing game, and the Final oh, like Fantasy. A t- oh, is it like a tactics game? Yeah, almost like a tactics game. But I, I'd never even, I didn't even hurt. I, it wasn't on any of the new sites that I'd seen. But hmm. they sent me a link, and I, 
I don't know if it's real or not. I hadn't actually checked the validity of it, but mm-hmm. it looks pretty sweet. <laughs> so, right. uh, but that being said, like, please, if you guys have seen something out there that we didn't see that that maybe would make this this past E3 a little bit more exciting, let us know because I was I'm with you, totally underwhelmed. Yep, it's just it's it's one of two things. Either we're getting old, which is you know that can be said for pretty much anybody, <laughs> or it was just crap. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there were games that I, I saw were announced that I'm like, oh, cool. Like, if I were that kind of gamer, I'd be excited for. It. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Uh, the Team Ninja game that it's like a, it's almost like Overwatch, but it's much more ridiculous. Like the, it's a team based shooter, and I'm not into those. I yeah. haven't played them, and I'm not really a big fan. But I saw what I, what I saw looked really cool and interesting, and I was like, well, cool. You know, I'm happy know. for those people. But uh, my issue with the majority of multiplayer games is that kids play them a lot of kids and it's like (laughs) they play it all the time and they kick your ass and then you're like no you know i'm look look i you're playing a game right some kid kicks your ass right you have a lot of adults that lose their mind over yeah i don't lose my mind over it while this kid is you know just 15 years old 17 11 10 however old they are 21 this is the highlight of their day. <laughs> they they walk around and they're like, hey man, I played this. I'm yeah. silver league or gold league. I shot my kill death ratio 47 to 2. Yeah, or not, it would be 23 to 1, but you get the idea. <laughs> and they're like, la 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 la. And they're like, look at me. This is my uh, my badge of honor. And I'm just like, here's my you. paycheck. Yeah. Here's my paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm with you. It's it's just I think we're out of that. Like that's just not who. Yeah. Clearly, we're forex gamers. <laughs> like so, yeah. I mean, this whole site's dedicated to forex games for a reason. So, so I, so that's my take. That's and that's actually why I have the view that I have towards first person games, because the majority of first per- games in the first person perspective are games that are competitive in a sense or multiplayer or you're racing or against twitch somebody based, or, yeah. or twitch or something like yeah, that you know you. and rts a lot of rts games are like that because like well if we're going to make this mechanics let's you know have the esl and that's the other thing that's another reason why i don't like the electronic sports leagues because i just find that stuff mind-numbingly boring yeah, and watching a bunch of people sitting like i mean Granted, that's not significantly different than going to a sporting event because essentially <laughs> you're still sitting in the audience and somebody somewhere does something and you cheer. So I don't right. go to sporting yeah. events, problem solved. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a generational thing. Um, and I and, and clearly that's again why we've made this site because we are more, we're, we're slower paced people. We like our details. We're we not like, slower paced. We just like to take our time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All good decisions take time. But with that being said, Nate, I want to tell yes, you something sir. real quick, yes, man. Yes, please do. And I, I don't want to tell the audience this, too, because and I need to be as generic and broad as I possibly can. But I want you to know... Good luck with that. The Forex world and realm is alive and well. Because yes. I have been extremely fortunate to be a part of some very, very hush-hush betas. I, I won't even mention who they're for. And you better not, because if we sign NDAs, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. But I want you to know that that there's forex games out there. There are forex games in development that are going to rock your socks. And I'm not saying this to be uh, hyperbo- hyperbolic, 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 hyperbolic. Thank you. No, but that was hyperbole and hyperbolic. Those are very different words. Yeah. And, well, okay. I'm not trying to. 
drop the hyperbole, all right? I'm okay. not trying to make you feel like I am just like, you know, talking up the Forex world. There are games that I am currently experiencing that I am amazed by and they are games you will have at some point and they're Forex games. Mm. So I want you guys to understand that despite the fact that we didn't see a good darn thing at E3 that was worth really talking too much new, about. A yeah, new thing. Exactly. Something we did not know about right, already. Like you have Planetfall, which is clearly going to be a, a, a game of the year contender. Right. Um, but there are games that are still in development that you have no idea about. That mm -hmm. I am actually very privileged to be playing, and mm -hmm. I promise you that you guys are going to be wowed by it. So are you playing that new secret game from Paradox? I'm not. Oh. So that's something else. That Me either. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what Martin is working on. He's gone radio silent ever since Daniel Morgard took over in Stellaris. Martin Anward, I, really, I haven't seen a yeah, tweet I, from him. He's gone. He's like secret, super secret mode. I really think so. that our our... I don't know, our, I'd say intelligence on that being a fantasy grand strategy game is probably pretty accurate. So mm. I'm, I'm putting my money on that. Anyway, Kings three. Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> tell me, man, what have you been playing? So, yes. What have I been playing? I've, you remember earlier you were talking about Thea? Yeah. And how you can't get into it? Yeah. Like just, you need to make the time to get into it. I, on the other hand, do not have that problem. I'm very much into it. That is probably the only 4X game I'm playing now. So granted, I'm not playing a lot, but with little time I play, I'm putting it in Thea and I'm just enjoying it. I think that Muha Studios, they just they just knocked it out again. They did it. They did such a great job with it. I was involved in early access, giving them feedback. And now I'm seeing like all these new quests from the Kickstarter. So part of the Kickstarter plan was like if you uh, supported them on a particular level, you got to write out a quest. And then Mila, who is one of the devs and like their main lore person, their main writer, she took it and she adapted it and put her twist on it. And yeah, it's just and, I'm and finding the quickest, them now. They're so quick, cool. Quick aside, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, mm. but I, I, yeah, I, I did want to to mention that she's the one who introduces both you and Troy and me and you. Yes, uh, at the beginning yes. of this episode, she's she's got that cool accent, very nice yes. radio voice. She did that to us as uh, as um, thank you and a favor because at the time when Thea One came out, like it had no coverage whatsoever. Nobody knew what it was, and we we're the only ones like, oh, guys, check out Thea. They're like, what's a Thea? No, 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 not a Thea. Check out the game Thea. <laughs> who's that so she was yeah. like oh is there you know is there anything we can do to thank you and i'm like record yeah. or something for yeah. us let, let us they're like voice. sure <laughs> yeah yeah sure so that she's awesome they're awesome they're very very easy to talk to very easy to reach you can hit them up through twitter through facebook if you have ideas they you know it's great so anyway so i'm playing thea and like to me thea 2 is such a massive improvement over the first game that I can't even play the first game and I have it on my switch and I, I can't believe. even play it because I'm I playing it and I'm like, Oh man, I wish I could do what I could do in Thea. Why can't I do that? You know, yeah, in Thea too. I, 
I yeah, as another aside too, I think the Switch version of Thea One was is was well extremely well done. I yeah I, yeah I probably put more hours into the Switch version and then I did the PC version. So so that's high praise. I'm I'm I man, I'll tell you what, when that week comes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's right, and that's the other thing is like uh, we need to get a review for that and about half a dozen other games. But I'm like, yeah. my God, if I only had a little bit of time. Here's here. You have an hour this week. What are you doing? Working on a review or playing a video game? Hmm. I think I'm going to play a video game. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So, we'll figure it out. But yeah, so I'm playing Thea, and then um, I got. So I haven't played it yet, but I got Divinity Two from a PS4. So I'll play. I'll be playing that this summer. But actually, I played another game, and um, I played a game with my daughter on the 3DS. Was the Nintendo Dogs and Cats. <laughs> so she she's young so this is her first 3ds game my son is you know just their school is done so you know good grades everything is where it's supposed to be still so like dad look good grades can we play now you didn't let us play this whole year can we play now yeah okay it's summertime we can play so my son is playing bravely default one so yeah, i almost game. beat it yeah right i almost beat it but then like at the end there's a grind and i just kind of got burned out so he's doing the grind and he's like dad you can't i can't believe it let me tell you about this meanwhile i'm sitting there with my daughter we're playing nintendo dogs and she's reading to me and it's like it's it's fun you know it's so that's it that's what i you know that's been my playing thea 2 and my daughter's first uh, 3ds game which is nintendo dogs and cats which is very cute by the way Fantastic. So what about yeah. you what are you playing well, for me, like I said, I, I've been playing that Stellaris game, which has really gotten mm-hmm. me. I'm like mid game with that Stellaris game, and there's mm-hmm. a big alliance war that's really just you know it's it's been tug and pull, but we finally made some serious progress, um, and I, that just excites me. You know, like you 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 get into these huge battles, and you know you start to think, oh man, we might lose this thing, and then all of a sudden tides turn, and you you make a breakthrough, and the next thing you know, you've taken like. F- four of their systems and two of their planets and you're like oh mm-hmm. yes and you know the tide starts to turn and and that for me that's just what happened so we you, just you were making me want to go play that now. oh it's so good we just settled we just did a uh uh we just settled and we made peace and i i got two new planets and like seven new systems and mm. I, my green little blob is now much bigger than it was before and you know it's just it's for me it's a game that like I said, it's really it's really hit its stride. So I I really enjoyed it. There's been a couple of finds on my archaeological digs that have really just pushed it forward. I found a head. Um, I don't oh. want to say anything about what the head does, but it's oh, but the cool. the head with the side eye. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I saw I, that I, they posted about it on Twitter, and I was oh, did they? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, I, I was kind of going back and forth with the main account over it. Too cool to tell you about. I don't, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But so I got that, and then Three Kingdoms. I keep going back to that in between my Solara sessions, and mm-hmm. and I, I'm just wowed. I, I mean, I'm telling you, it's it's just so well done. I I I don't know what else to say. Like in that game, I've started from I started with the beginner, one of the beginner heroes, and slowly but surely, I'm also uh, creating more land for myself, more of an empire. And the cool thing about that is, is the more empire, the more um, territories you gain, the you rank up, basically, you become a duke, and then you, you know, beyond that, and as you gain more power in your Mm -hmm. region, Mm -hmm. you gain more of like a, a cabinet, Mm-hmm. And your cabinet members start to fill in and add bonuses to your. your oh, you're empire. talking about three kingdoms. Yeah. So you're not really a duke. They have a different. Well, they, they call different... it a duke. Yeah, oh, really? Call... Maybe yeah. that's like the Western, but it's it would be like a ducal. 
Yeah, like, yeah, something something to that effect. I, I'm yeah. sure that we it was just Americanized or Englishized or whatever. But yeah, I mean, Angli- so anglicized. There you go. Anglicized. There you go. That is the proper term. But and then I also fired up Interstellar Space Genesis to see what mm-hmm. that new alpha is about, and I'm liking what I see. So, like I said, I'm really excited about making that Lex Explorer. In fact, that might be something I do in the next couple of days. So we'll, yeah, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, but they're all good things. And then I'm also playing some betas that I can't tell you about. And right, I know of course. Everybody I'm, not. This, so. I'm not. <laughs> I am, and I'm. I'm just so thrilled for the future of Forex. I really am, guys. So excellent. So you well, got anything else you want to tell us before we we sign off? No. But you know what? I do want to take the time to also thank the patrons for Patreon. Uh, Like I said last week, we have some great things planned for you guys. Please, if you haven't already and you you think about maybe considering supporting this this amazing endeavor that has become something much grander than it originally was even intended to be, Mm -hmm. um, please, just a dollar here, a dollar there, two dollars here, I promise you is going to put you in the running for some really great stuff. So consider it. Um, and thank you so much for everybody who supports us and everybody who's on the the uh, the Discord because that's been a lot of fun interacting with everybody there. So if you're not on that and you're not on Patreon or Patreon, just consider it. Absolutely. And our Steam forums. And uh, as you said, there should be more YouTube content coming. And I'm hoping that uh, Dallin and Ben uh, pick up stuff on Twitch again. And I think Mark is going to do like an overview video for 2.3 that should be coming in the next couple of weeks. Hell yes. Awesome. I love so he's been, kind of, he's been kind of silent the past couple of months. He's just real life. All of us, you know, you're getting older, your responsibilities are changing. You know, you, you have two options, video games or wife aggro. Which do you prefer? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a delicate balance. <laughs> yeah, avoiding wife aggro or just putting in that extra three minutes of video game. Hey, man. Yeah, you know? I understand. And I totally, I'm excited for that because I love Mark's videos. So great stuff. Anyways, I think that's it. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This has been Rob and Nate for Explominate, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.